Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth annual holiday wine pairing show. I'm so happy to be in studio today. I have wonderful guests. We're going to go around the horn. Nick, you first. <laughs> Nick Bernadowitz, looking forward to another year. Scott Heinle, it's good to be here out of COVID, <laughs> which is what we were the last time. Last year at this time. Anyways, yeah, yeah, exactly. And Paula Stoyer. So welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining. We have just a couple of bottles that we're going to be tasting today. When I say a couple, I think we have a dozen, <laughs> but we'll get through that. And it's so happy to do this again, always as a uh, partnership with Optimized Advisor. So excited to get started. So uh, we sit back for a second and we think about the first holiday that we have coming is Thanksgiving. And how would you start a Thanksgiving celebration? Scott, how do, would you normally start yours? On Thanksgiving? Yeah. Do you do a turkey uh, trot or something? Yeah, we do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, the last one I did was right before I ended up, it's a long story, but in the hospital for two weeks. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's a soft spot in my heart. All right, so running a 5K. <laughs> so here to a turkey dinner. Oh I am gosh. not promoting 5Ks for anyone, <laughs> no. especially Scott. Well, last year was much better with COVID for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm on a good run during the holidays. <laughs> yes, definitely challenging. How about you, Nick? How do you start your holiday? Uh, we're just straight alcoholics and foodies, so yeah. we start <laughs> early cooking mm -hmm. and we open up champagne probably by 9 a.m. That's actually a great segue, but Paula, how about you? you oh, both, I, I'm you with Nick. I'm on the Nick plan, hundred percent. Yeah, not eight thirty nine. It's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we're, Why not? We're not running five Ks or working out. Definitely for not. That's awesome. Thanksgiving. All right. Oh, good. it's a great family event. Honestly, minus the you know, <laughs> the hospital <laughs> event. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to go into that. But yeah. I found this the other day in in honor of your comment about alcohol and food consumption, <laughs> and I saw this sign. It said. I told myself that I should stop drinking, but I'm not about to listen to a drunk that talks to himself. <laughs> That's, That's good. I thought that was great. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, Nick, you, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I think a great, any psalm will tell you, start the day, start the meal. Maybe to start every day, start a holiday, start a celebration with champagne. It pairs with anything. It goes great with appetizers. Um, I'm going to be quizzing you all on some champagne questions, but it doesn't make sense to ask any questions before we have a sip. Perfect. While you're doing that, we also were remiss in including a fifth guest. Who's okay. here? Oh, Danielle. Danielle Ramchandani, my second year on the show. Second That's right. The, show. the one who makes the show work. Our engineer. Let's, Thank let's you. Happy to be here. we can get you a little buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> Who Woo! likes that sound? There you go. All right. I'll borrow this. It didn't go to the oh. ceiling, so success. Yeah. So there's always a, a small shimmer of joy that comes to you when you hear a champagne. Oh yeah. Pop for sure. What are you pouring here? So um, I am pouring pouring a Moet Chandon. Okay. That was a nice start for today. And. Who knows if this, first of all, let's, I'm going to back up. Um, who, I'll ask it. Who knows if this is a champagne or a sparkling wine? Scott, your glass. I have um, to see the label. No. no, no. 
I'm, okay, let's, I'm guessing champagne. Okay, so let's go more to basics. Who can tell me the difference between uh, champagne and sparkling wine? This, sparkling I'm, I'm starting wine, easy. I'm starting easy. Sparkling here. wine is made outside of the specific region. Okay. Champagne region. Chapinois. Is that how you say it? Yeah, sh- uh, method Chapinois. Method Chapinois. See, I learned something in yeah. two years. This is champagne, by the way. <laughs> okay. And All right. Sparkling wine is Temecula. Right, <laughs> sparkling wine. <laughs> yes, or any other region. Well, with with there's Only. actually there is an exception. Is there? Yeah, so let's there's first let's first cheers. Cheers. Let's first cheers. Cheers. Gotcha. All Thank right. you for including us. By yeah, the way. of course. You can look forward to this every year. Okay, so um, there is a me- the method champagne or traditional method of champagne means the fermentation is in the bottle. And there's processes called riddling and gorging and all that stuff, but it's that's that's the stated method of making champagne. So what if something is made method champenois in France, but not in champagne? What is it called? Oh, I don't know. Riddle me this. Huh. Nick's pretty Nick's, I, a, would be a Nick's kind of a wine scholar. Maybe a brew? Uh that would not be the technical name for no. it, no. Okay. Because okay. that would be the brute is the fact that this is a dry white. Dry white. Brute. So it's a cremant. Oh. So if you're ever looking for, hey, I want to have a great go you know, champagne, and maybe not pay the champagne price, look for a cremant. So it's made okay. same way. Many times the same grape. What are the grapes in a in a champagne, by the way? Pinot. Scott? Still processed. Okay, blank. Paula? Sauvignon. Okay. No? Danielle? No idea. Okay. Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Oh, okay. Oh, I was going to guess Chardonnay. He, he, did you yeah. see how he just... Yeah, he dismissed you. He dismissed me quickly. Yeah. I'm like, it is yeah. Pinot. No, don't yeah. be silly. So a Blanc de Blanc would be just Chardonnay grapes, just a traditional champagne, which is usually a, a, a 50-50, Pinot Noir. Okay. And if it's a more of a, a blush or a rosé champagne, then it's typically more Pinot Noir. So what makes a... Uh, a sparkling wine champagne um sweet versus dry versus in between so champagne um, almost entirely i believe champagne champagne is never is never sweet it's always dry but a sparkling wine even if it's made in that method champenois um so there is yeast that's added and the yeast is with the proper time turns into sugar so it's the amount and then the gorging is kind of the removal of the top which is where the sugar resides it's removing less sugar Got it. so anywhere in the world is sparkling wine so sparkling wine is the base if it's a sparkling wine made method champenois in france it's a cremant Got it. it's a sparkling wine made in champagne it's champagne sparkling wine made method champenois in spain cava Got it. I need to search a cava. I've never heard of it, and I need to go yeah. find it, one. That's another one of those examples of I think people just start to get comfortable with a certain a region, right? and they right. find themselves always back at that region because yeah. they've gained some familiarity with it. Yeah. And Spain is not one I've ever... And that's what I was hoping to do on the show today. It was like, look, everybody, well, almost everybody loves champagne, right. but what can we do that's a little bit different uh-huh. but fills the same, you know, checks the same box? Yeah. All right, so we already covered Prosecco uh, Lambrusco. Certainly sounds Italian, right? It's Italian. Uh, you heard of that? No. So it's a red sparkling wine made in Italy. Sweet or dry? Okay. It can be both. Oh. It can be either. Sparkling yeah. wine. 
So not like a, a, a rosé. It is a it's red. red. Wow. Red served cold. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. What was that name again? Lambrusco. Yeah. All right, last question. Is there any champagne in California? No. No. It's a trick question. There's a loophole during World War One where somehow, some way, and it's still arguable arguable. Some say it's not, but the majority say yes. Corbell. Somehow they no. it's made oh, method champagne. I think we discovered that yeah, when we were we did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's where I went back I to. I forgot about yeah. that. Okay. So, made method Chapinois, and somehow it's similar to, maybe you guys remember, your parents said this or not, my mom used to come up with boxed Chablis, <laughs> oh, yeah. boxed Burgundy. You know, the, the European Union finally said that's this is not acceptable because that, whatever you're serving out of that box, <laughs> didn't come from it. Chablis, <laughs> and that didn't come from Bourgogne, right. Burgundy. So, that stopped, and somehow that one Corbel kind of made it through. Again, arguable, but they claim that they can do that. Wow, interesting. Where is Corbell based out of? Uh, Napa, uh, Sonoma. Sonoma or Napa? Napa. It is Napa. Again, we see Corbell. Yeah, Napa. Interesting. I wonder. It's interesting because I think I've had Tromsberg Cremant. Oh, uh huh. Um, yeah, I've seen that, I think. Yeah. Actually. So now you know where it came from. Right, well. Well, had a, but had Tromsberg is Napa. I think they have a sister or the parent okay. company, I believe, ah, is in France. It. Okay. Yeah. So to kind of finish up on the champagne, although we haven't finished, we'll have to go back. But um, you can pour more if you want, Nick. Although we do have a long way to go. It's <laughs> smart. Yeah. So this is great. Again, while you're thinking about what you're not, no, you're gonna, you already know what you're going to have for Thanksgiving. But as you're preparing, as guests are coming, a glass or two of champagne, I think, is a great start. Goes good with salt. Goes good with crackers, cheese, which you have a nice selection here on the table, so. Any traditional turkey, what would you, I mean, this is traditional appetizers with champagne or sparkling wine, but what in particular on Turkey Day, Thanksgiving, as an appetizer would you look at for sparkling wine or champagne? Anything unique to Turkey Day? My family is this. This is what yeah. we start the day yeah. with. But is your, is your, um, being Italian, is your Thanksgiving day more leaning towards Italian? Yeah. Like we have influences. Or is it truly traditional? No. Thanksgiving? We have influences of each. Unlike Christmas is 100% Italian, whereas on Thanksgiving we pretty much keep to tradition-ish. We'll have some Italian influences, even some Polish influences. We'll make kolachkis. We'll do some some unique things with desserts and stuff. But yeah, for the most part, we're doing we're doing champagne early with small little, you know, wine cheeses, these type things, and then we progress throughout the day. And we eat for hours. It's not like we just have a huge <laughs> sit down meal. You know, we just eat graze all day. day. Yeah, yeah. just all day long. All right, you ready to move on? Look at the color of that. Isn't that beautiful? So next up, what do we have here? All right. I, um, be, well, I'll answer that question and then go up. back. No, we are good. So next up is a rosé. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to question you guys on rosé, so don't, don't feel like I'm going to miss you. But what I forgot to mention, going back to champagne, and most of you all know that that is a big love of mine, you could, you could clearly and easily, and people have done it, champagne all day. Champagne is your Thanksgiving 
drink of choice for every course, every meal, all day. Huh. So my aunt is a lover of champagne like you. And that's what she does on any holiday. It's yeah. champagne from the morning to yeah. the evening. Keeps yeah. it easy. Mm-hmm. Easy? Keeps it easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next day sometimes not as not easy, so much. but... All right. So moving on, in a chronological order, if you're evolving for your day, um, a rosé is a great next step. Um, you can pair it with food. I can continue it with appetizers. If you're like, huh, one or two glasses of champagne, I'm done. Let's go. Let's move on. And or um, you can have it with your first course if you're having a salad course. So question time. Where did rosé originate? Scott, in France. Scott, you know the answer. Where in France? I'm going to say, Nick, you know the answer. You do do know the answer? I think I do. Don't let Scott intimidate you. I think I do. (laughs) He's holding back. Are you going to (laughs) guess? No. (laughs) Go, Nick. No, Provence. You're right. You're correct. And what is the grape varietal that Provence uses? Pinot. You're close. In California, they typically use Pinot. Okay. It's Grenache. Grenache. That is a typical, traditional, the kind that you like a lot. Um, so I have chosen one from Brave and Maiden, which, a, which is a newer winery up in the Los Olivos, Santa Barbara area. Normally, those made in that area will use Pinot Noir because it's grown pretty abundantly. This is a Grenache, so I think okay. I think Great. that you'll like it. Well, the color is very light. It is not overly dark pink, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, give it a shot. Oh wow. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, there is a saying, saying rosé all day. Rosé all day. <laughs> it's happened before. I think I have a shirt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so how do you find a new, you speak to this mentioning a new, you know, newer discovery or what have you. How do you find predominantly wines or winemakers that you're now a fan of? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and it was much like. Because there's think, like, thousands, you know, now. I think it's lot, just like we do in life and in business, it's, it's networked, you know, referrals, Social. referrals. Yeah. So this was referred to me by someone who lives there. Um, and they said, you know, them knowing how much I love wine, they said, you need to, you need to try this place. And what they've done um, a bit unique is that their tasting um, experience instead of, which is traditional in that area where, which is great. You stand up next to a bar or a table around the bar. They say they have little zones and they come oh. to you, so you're sitting on a comfy couch. They have everything set up and go through the whole, the whole store. Charming. Very charming. And, and their estate is is gorgeous. Well, it says on the bottle here, 10 barrels produced. So very That's small. very limited. Oh very limited. So it must be for this. Small, yeah. small production for yeah. this specific rosé. Yeah. And it is. It's light. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's, it is different than... And a Pinot Noir, like a more heavier... Correct. Yeah. Do you think this tastes more like your Provence rosés that you that you like? Yeah. Closer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. It's dry. I'm not, like, when it comes to a rosé, I'm not looking for big fruit forward. I don't want no. any of that in it. I want it more subdued. I want yeah. it dry. Yeah. The other thing nice about the rosé and rosé all day, again, I, I typically do not pair rosé while I'm eating. I, I will if it's, like, salad or something, but it's more like I just want to drink. I want to cool off. It's, you know, it's refreshing. It's typically a lower alcohol content, so it's made for the long game. <laughs> See, and I, I like I can't do a lot of rosé. No, you cannot do rosé all day. I cannot do rosé all it, day. Are you? Uh... I just would. 
prefer to go either sparkling, sparkling, or to like an actual, you know, another type of white wine. Right to the white. Okay. Yeah, or or stay sparkling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like rosé. I, I enjoy them, but it just after a glass or two, mm-hmm. it's. That's how I usually feel after a bottle or two. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, ready, I'm, ready, to, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on. It's <laughs> getting a little. What's a, can I ask, what's, a, what's the difference between a rosé and a rosado? I don't know. You don't know. But you, you are a particular fan of a rosado. A specific we rosado out of Napa Valley. Um, yeah, it's a And mountain, I don't know the difference. We mountain can look, made maybe rosado. Danielle, maybe Danielle can look that up. I don't know. Yeah. It, very similar. What about how long would you? I mean, these are for sure bottled, ready to drink, which you probably should do. Right. Uh, I think this but, is a 2020. How long would you hold a? A week would you or two. Right. <laughs> I'm sure it would. You could lay it down for a year if you wanted, but you don't buy a rosé to hang out. What was that Sauvignon Blanc we found the other day? Yeah. Oh, it was like it 10 was, years old or something. Yeah. <laughs> so it says Did a rosado is an Ital- what Italians call the rosé. So it's essentially the same thing. Chew, you, okay. you Italian. There we go. It makes sense. <laughs> there, there you we go. go. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is. But fan. that's a good example of like just not really understanding. And that's a Napa wine that you're referring to, which has an Italian name for, yeah. I, I don't know the reason. I'm sure there's an explanation, but you, you're particularly fond of it. Yeah, and, and the reason I tried it, it was a pink wine, <laughs> and it, they said it was dry, and I'm like, well, that's pink a rosé, then. Dry, he pink was. and dry. Oh, like, <laughs> pink and dry. That mm-hmm. sounds like a good rosé. I yeah. would enjoy So that also sounds like my mom's white Zinfandel. It came there out of a go. box back <laughs> in the day. White yeah. Zinfandel? I don't even think that's a like a real thing, but uh, it was no. 30 so, years ago. So my wife, when you know, we've been dating since high school, so we've been together for 20-plus years. And she didn't drink wine at all. Her family wasn't wine drinkers at all. And so my family, being Italian, uh-huh. I, we've been drinking wine for holidays since we were young. Yeah. And so when she came into the family, that's what she started with. was White Zinfandel, the sweetest, oh, just man. like. But anything to try to fit in with the family she was trying, yeah. you know. Yeah. And she has progressed all the way to now she loves big. Yeah, she's a big red wine. cab girl, yeah. right? Or big buttery shards. Like she likes yeah. bigger wines now. It's insane okay. how she's transitioned yeah. from none to full fledged. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So I remember my um, little Tehani. This was probably three years ago. So she's six. So she was three. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, Tina wasn't around, and I, I had a glass of champagne, and she's looking at it, and for. Gosh, the first even today, she's very her very um, smell sensitive. So she wants to smell everything. I'm like, yes, this is my psalm in the yeah, it is. So it was even it was even more exaggerated when she was young. Everything, Papa, let me smell, let me smell, let me smell champagne, let me smell. And then she's like looking at it. I'm like, want to want to try? You are half French. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems sip. appropriate. Yeah, exactly. So it on the gums, right? They yeah. Say. So I had a little sip, and she's like. She grabbed the glass with both hands, and she was like trying to like. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, this was a huge mistake. Yeah, Don't exactly. ever tell your mom. <laughs> oh, that's too now funny. Now you gotta watch your glasses around. The house. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That's great. Well, she is in her blood. in the making. Yeah, uh-huh. I really think so. It is yeah. the the French blood and the psalm comes yep. together. Yep. They got they Some got a wine. Some people just out. have that smell. The nose. 
Truly, awesome. the. The, you know, the, the advanced psalms, the, the master psalms, that's, that's unnatural for them. It wasn't very natural. It was very learned for me, practiced and learned, practiced and learned. But some guys were just, they could smell, you know, a piece of flint, right? I smell flint. No. No. Yeah. yeah, the smell for me is tough. Like, when I'm smelling a wine, I, I know if I like it or don't. But, like, to be able to identify specific smells within that, it's difficult. Right, break it down. Very difficult. I know if I like it, but I, I couldn't tell you why right. necessarily, you know. All right. So I think it's time to move on to first course wines. And you guys better, like, buckle up because I think I've got one, two, three, four white wines that we're going to be tasting all at the same time. So <laughs> okay. Buckle up. Oh we're ready. Gosh. All right. We're ready. All right. Moving on. So now, presumably, we're beyond appetizers. We're beyond hanging out, saying night of family, hanging out with loved ones. So now it's first course, which might be a salad course or something along those lines. So white wine makes a lot of sense. And actually, there is some of this white wine that may you may carry from this point forward, depending on your taste and depending on how the, the turkey, if you're having turkey, is prepared. And for a challenge, I have in front of you four different white wines. Oh, my gosh. We <laughs> <laughs> a sigh of I'm just bracing myself South, as they say in the south bless your heart oh I love that saying from Texas yeah. yes alright some you might be familiar with some not some you may have heard of but not really know what it is so and left to right in our okay. tasting okay. order Focusing. will be we have a Chablis is that her left to right or my left to right follow your own left Scott <laughs> focus on your left <laughs> stage left your left Just playing okay all right so we have a Chablis, Chablis. we're going to talk about that some may not know and it's not the Chablis from the box from the 70s we then have a Sauvignon Blanc we then have a Viognier that's maybe new to some and then we have a Chardonnay all right so let's well first played. thank you Scott. I feel like you're trying to convert me to I'm, white, a, I'm a, white a red wine, wine drinker, and I have four types of white in front of me. What's and happening? And those are good pours, okay. apparently. He's trying to teach. I, I think see. He's trying to teach. I yes. will be the perfect Convert. student. <laughs> All right, so let's let's kind of go through the wines, make sure you know what they are. Then we'll go through the tasting and compare the different tastes and the colors. As you can see, there's a pretty distinct color difference, at least, between a few of them. All right, Chablis. What's a Chablis? Scott, go. French. Nice. Good. So far, so good. <laughs> so far, so yeah. good. Step one. Yeah. You're on the right track. You want the bottle to cheat? Sure. No. Uh, no, no, no. Move no, on. No. Go ahead. All right. Daniel, I'm not going to ask you because you already looked everything up on your computer. So you're you're <laughs> out. Um, Nick or Paula Chablis, you know what? Tell me the varietal and where it comes from. I have no clue. I don't drink white wine. Not fair, Nick. Okay. You're out. Chardonnay. Oh. No. It's a Chardonnay it, grape. Oh, it is. Wow. Okay. It ding, 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 no, ding. Like, no, okay. like, no, I'm surprised because you're also ending with a Chardonnay. Yeah. But it, when you t – oh, that'll be great. We'll – we may play around with our order. We'll go in order, then we may go back and forth. But next point, it is a, a Chardonnay grape made completely differently. No oak. Um, what region is Chablis in, in France? I don't know that yeah. answer. I knew it was in okay, It's in the Provence. Um, nice try. Danielle, nice do you know try. the answer? Nice try. I don't. I have not looked So it it's in uh, French would say Bourgogne, but it's Burgundy. It's the northernmost point of uh, Burgundy. As, as Burgundy is, is shaped very narrow up, left corner is Chablis, right corner is Champagne. Okay. 
Okay, but still part of. There's another trick Burgundy question coming up when we get to the Reds. So hold that thought. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Um, this particular one we have is from Napa Valley, but uh, New Zealand, near and dear to Scott's heart, is very famous for their Sauvignon Blanc. Completely different taste, my opinion, than what we're going to have here. What is the name of a Sauvignon Blanc in France, which is an, a great alternative? It's the same grape. I, actually, I prefer it. I didn't have a bottle handy. Um, so the question is, Sauvignon Blanc in France is called a? You said it earlier, Nick. Did I? Sancerre. Ah, okay. Yeah. So we'll discuss the differences of that. Viognier, anyone even ever even heard of that? Yes. yes. I have not. Okay. So I it, have this actual one, I think. <laughs> yep, okay. Marjoram is a great winemaker up there. So Viognier is considered one of the um, um, more floral of the white wines. So you're, when we get there, you're going to smell. It's going to have a much stronger smell. Um I'm not the biggest fan of Viognier. It's a little bit too much as far as the, you know, the fragrance. Um, I, some like to pair it with this course. Um, I, I put it in there specifically so we could taste the difference and look at the color. And then lastly, I do have a, um, a Los Olivos Chardonnay from Fess Parker. Okay. Santa Rita Hills, one of the, in my opinion, one of the best areas for Burgundy-style wines, which is Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Uh, they do a kind of a medium oak. And so since we're talking about that, so the biggest difference between wine number one on the left and wine number four, same grape, how it's made. Much more, oh, and then also the soil, what they call the terroir. I don't say that very well, but it's a French <laughs> word that I'm working on, terroir. So much more mineral. Um, it used to be covered with ocean, so it was like seashell in the soil. Oh. So it gives it makes up the terroir. Where there's really no definition of terroir. It's the it's the it's the land, the environment, the essence of the land that 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 grows into the. It's in the soil that grows into the crop. In this oh, case, wine. It's basically, the entire regions make up that makes into yes. that, that soil of wine. Right, and then without the oak barrels, you're going to find the difference. It's a much lighter. Um, probably more food friendly, much like a Riesling, which I didn't bring a Riesling, but we're going to talk about it later because it goes real good with uh, Riesling is more of a, a, oh. a vegetarian dish. Okay. If you were going to go white. Okay. Which after today, you're going to convert. <laughs> you're, you sure are trying. That's for Either sure. that or we'll keep drinking until you do. Perfect. <laughs> right. Okay. So, Challenge accepted. Why don't we, uh, you know what? Um, let's just, let's have a sip and tell me what you think of the Chablis. So <laughs> you're far left. All these the same vintage? Um, 2018. Oh, the Sauvignon I went to my, my deep cellar. This is a 2015, so that's old Ooh. for a Sauvignon. Uh, Viognier is a 2016, Fest, and the Chardonnay is a 2017. So, well, well matured. Yeah, so that's a good, good comparison of aged, white yeah. versus new, yeah. young. and Exactly. So maybe the question of how long will you lay down a Sauvignon side by side. But try it. Let's try it, and we'll try all four in order, and then we'll go and we'll start playing some games. Okay, so we're doing yeah. both Chardonnays right now. No, no right now. No. He's saying, let's try Chablis. Let's go. Listen to the teacher. Yes. <laughs> Take to the master. Make the Chablis. Chablis. Not the yeah. right. I've had that. I've done that already. Now, would you think that was – you don't really drink Chardonnay unless you're forced at no. an event? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, would you, would, if you were to drink this without knowing anything, would you say, oh, that's a Chardonnay? So I would say yes, only because my taste for Chardonnay is not California. It's 
it's more New Zealand. So it's funny you should say that because when we had that last night, your Chardonnay from New Zealand. Correct. I, I didn't want to like spoil this today, but it was much more Chablis-esque. Yes. It's very similar. Yeah. Don't oh, you think? Yeah. 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 And that, for me, that's my, if I'm going to drink a Chardonnay, I want it to taste like this. Yeah. This you to me. Cri- more crisp. Less, no, oh, it's not as, no oily. The, yeah. You know. Not as heavy. And again, yeah. this is more of a, like a. Starting to sound like maybe an alcoholic, but it's more of a day drinking right. <laughs> wine. Yeah, but you can many songs written about that. You're okay. You're in good I company. Can, I can, okay, yeah. country. Right. That's true. <laughs> that is Very true. true. <laughs> but this pairs well. Country. Most everything here will pair well with seafood. This particular oysters and 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 shellfish. Um, that's classic for a Chablis. This is my go-to when I'm if I'm traveling in French Polynesia. Um, this is a go. It's either a rosé from Provence or this. That's okay. what I can handle during the day. Chablis is hard to find, even if you're going. To, it is here for sure. Yeah, if you're going to the you know major major store, Total huh. Wine, Bevmo, there they might have two or three options. Oh my only. gosh! Um, I was turned on to it um, maybe four or five years ago. Hmm. And I have, for me personally, I won't buy like normal California uh-huh. Chardonnays anymore. I'll only try to find a Chablis. Why is yeah. it so difficult to find a Chablis? They, have, they don't, um, I don't know that they, did you say that they don't make any? I haven't seen any that's made in California. I have not. So it has to be imported. Oh, and I here see. in California, we have, unless you go to a real, real specialty shop, it's going to be California wine. Huh. So okay. what's the price point on a Chablis? The ones I found are very reasonable yeah. compared to thirty-ish. Huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a, nice. like a typical like a typical rosé. Okay. You don't yeah. get this, which would be less than your typical Napa or you know. Yeah, for sure. Northern California Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah you yeah. don't get the markup for the the California. See, that's a good uh, wine hack. Wine yeah, hack, you know to know. Yeah. yeah. So, what are you smelling? I already mm-hmm. told you I'm not good at smelling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it smells a little sweet. Oh, by the way, this is also great sushi wine. So if you're not a sake person, oh. you don't want, you know, I, I've done Chardonnay, but this is, if if it, huh. if a sushi restaurant serves Chablis, that would be a weird <laughs> combo. That is a but if you, brought sushi, if you brought sushi home, this would be a go-to. Mm. See, I really enjoyed this as a, as a you know, a Chardonnay or something non-rosé or sau blanc. You see how everybody happens. hasn't answered Bart's question on what it smells like. <laughs> citrus, green yeah, apple. Yeah, I was going to say citrus. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of classic. Yeah. The color is lighter. I mean, if we compare it, oh. I know the audience can't see unless they're on their YouTube, uh, way lighter than the, the Chardonnay. By the way, do you notice, I bought a couple yesterday, but I got you the Premier Crew. That's going to be a higher level of... Uh, of quality in that region. So explain the bottle, because a lot of people will be intimidated by buying wines outside of California, because it does not say the you know the winery and then caps off or yeah. Pinot Noir. It's, so what it's, what specifically yeah. is that wine showing? Because yeah. at the very top it has the name of the winery, right? And then it's going to have the region specifically or the grapes that. So each, uh, now you're, I'm going to have to dust off my, uh, the cobwebs off of my training. So it's, French labels are complicated, but basically what it's saying is, so this is the winery, 
Chablis will be the region. Premier Cru is the quality, right? There's there's Cru, Premier Cru. Um, I can't tell you what that means. The AOC, that means it's gone through the certification of the French certification. On a different, and then different areas will have different things on the label. Some will have the village. So when we get to the red wines, I don't, oh, I did bring a Beaujolais. So it'll show the village that it comes from as well. So it is a bit complicated. So but if you're really looking for French, to... look for this, you know, look for Chablis, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, crew or premier crew. Um, that would be helpful. Yeah, because each winery is going to, you know, each one's unique. So that you can't really rely on that unless you find a go-to. But as long as you know that you like a Chablis, yeah. stick with a Chablis that says crew or premier crew and right. you're, you'll be good. There's also the knowledge in the shape of the bottle. In France, seriously. So red versus certain types of wines. So the the only um, in in France or Italy, certain wines are made in specific bottles, and that is another signal of what type of wine is in that bottle. If you so may tell not me, know how to read the label. So tell me the I, that I don't know. Okay. So nice setup. So Burgundy, or the, so Burgundy or Bourgogne is going to deliver Pinot Noirs, and then Bord, Burgundy, and then Bordeaux will do more Cab Sauv. Burgundy bottles are going to be like the bottle we had last night, the big base, heavy. That's going to be from Borgo, and then you know it's a, from Burgundy. And then the the more slimmer shape are going to be Bordeaux. Right. So point point is, if I if I know I want to have a French wine or an Italian wine, but I may not know how to interpret the labels, that's at least a starting point for me. What you're saying is, if someone like me comes in, forgets their glasses, walks into the <laughs> French wine area. This can like feel the bottle, like yeah, no, you know. some somebody who is not a sommelier, <laughs> you know, yeah. the the the, the, the gen- if Danielle were to walk into a restaurant and say, "I'm trying to bring a bottle of rosé, but I would like to bring it French because they're French, and I don't have anybody around that's giving me guidance," right? so um, I can take that choice. At yeah, but you, you picked the wrong you, you picked the wrong wine. The rose it's not going to be a different bottle in the rosé. The rosé is going to be more like the the Bordeaux. The the big differentiators in the bottles are Burgundy and Bordeaux. Otherwise, they're going to be Burgundy is the one that's the, the standout. They're the bigger, heavier bottle for the most part. With the whole ESG and 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 trying to save the you know the green world, the some companies have gone to the smaller bottles because to the heavier bottles like that. One of them, that promise we had last night. Did you feel how heavy it was and thick? It costs a lot to ship. It costs a lot to make. So some of them are, but traditionally it's the bigger, bigger base bottles, just for the burgundy. So you would never see a a cab in this shape bottle. The curvature of this. Well, it yeah. would always be in this shape. No, so of, that one I, I which would be a burgundy. A burgundy is bigger. Burgundy is bigger than that bottle. Okay. That's more, this is more like a... That's more of a traditional... Yeah, traditional or even yeah. like Pinot, you get a little fatter, the longer neck. Yeah. Okay. This is an interesting. I, I, I've never thought of different bottles for different regions. That was... No, 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 not read, but type, anyways. Yeah, you know, no. But I was at a tasting where he explained, when in doubt, you know, as an example. And you're, you're right, yeah. but it's... Burgundy or Bordeaux. 
It's not going to be specific. Yeah. It's not going to be Chablis is going to be a bottle and Provence is going to be a bottle and, and the Rhone is going to be a bottle. No, they're all about the same right. except for Burgundy. Got it. Let's so you're right. Let's, Let's move, move on. on. Yeah. Tired of got? fighting with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So all right. So <laughs> Saw Blanc. Saw Blanc. Right. Near and dear to Scott's heart. So take a smell of this. More so Melissa. Okay. My wife. Okay. So she was I, on an avid Sav Blanc kick, uh, predominantly in the summer, warm weather, yeah. fresh yeah. drinker. Yeah. She's now shifted to rosé. Um, Good on her. But I enjoy a Sav Blanc. Yeah. So taste this and then tell me how it compares to your New Zealand Sav Blancs. It's both the smell and the taste. I have never been a fan of Sav Blanc. Yeah. You and I have so very, very similar tastes. Mm-hmm. Never been a wine that I've gotten. It's very different than a New Zealand Sauv Blanc. Yeah. So, what do you taste here? And then tell me what you taste in a New Zealand Sauv Blanc. In New Zealand, it's it's very citrus. You know, grass, grass, bell pepper, yes, green. Absolutely, yeah. very yeah. green. Yeah, very green. So you either Crisp, either love crack, it or you don't. You know, there's yeah. you, there's kind of you can't kind of like it. You either like it or you don't. Right. I'm with Nick on that. To me, it's cr- they're they're crisp, they're fresh, they're gr- very green. Yeah. In define, you know. Yeah. The, what, so what you said, this yeah. is very different than that. Yeah. Don't they typically have a high higher acid, like acidic property to? Yeah, the Sauv Blanc, especially compared to the uh, Chablis that we just had. Yeah. The city is going to be like the pucker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it kind of sucks it all out of your mouth. Yeah, and some New Zealands are. High pucker, very high pucker. High on the pucker <laughs> status. Yeah. Yes. So this, there's ice. You know, this is much more citrus to me. Grapefruit, you know, blossom. Grapefruit would grapefruit. be one I get. If you're gonna describe, I'm not doing much grapefruit in my life, anyways. So, so I don't want it in yeah, my I'm wine. Not, I'm not so if you're feeling like you need more grapefruit, you go to a California Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. This happens to be a Groth in. Um, Groth is in Napa Valley, makes amazing Cabernet. You probably, I know you like the big reds. And uh, I'm not a uh, Sauvignon Blanc lover, but I could drink this. Yeah. Oh. It's light. It's it's crisp for people yeah. that want a uh-huh. yeah. light, crisp wine to pair with the salad or something. Yeah. Do you like it? No. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you like it? No. <laughs> it is nice for someone that likes yeah. that type of wine. Yeah. It's fantastic. So, and then, so the Sancerre that you like, again, the same grape, but the biggest difference is climate. So California is hotter, and so it's going to be sweeter, higher alcohol. The Sancerre, the color is going to be a little bit darker, and it's a little more subdued. I, I could drink Sancerre yeah. regularly. It's a, it's, a, it's a very subdued wine, yeah. I, I think. And yeah. anytime I've, I've drank it, it's very mellow. It's yeah. easy drinker. It's not... There's no pucker factor. Yeah. Has, so were you surprised when you were, you mentioned early off camera that like, hey, I like Sancerre. Were you surprised to find out that's actually a Sauv Blanc? Yeah, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I was at a restaurant and I was looking for a dry white wine that that wasn't overly sweet and the Psalm recommended that. And yeah. that was the first time I ever had one. And yeah. from now on, I'm like, if yeah. I can find that uh-huh. or Chablis, yeah. I, I stick to there. I'm trying to expand outside of California wines because yeah. I always tend to just grab It's easy when we live here. It's easy, and you can find them everywhere. And, yeah. you know, I, I get to go visit Los Olivos and San Ynez Valley and Napa and Sonoma. So 
I go to these places, and yeah. so I'm trying to expand my horizons. Very good. I even tried some Texas wines when I was in Texas. You did not. I did. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Hill country of Austin, Texas, outside. Paula, are you a, are you have we won you over yet? Uh, yet? No, definitely not. not. Not yet. Nope. Okay. Did you like one better than the other? No. Did you like one less, least than the other, less than another? No. Both are about a three out of a ten for me. Whoa. Really? I know. Three out of ten. <laughs> Rough crowd, Danielle. <laughs> I like the Sauv Blanc better. You do? Yeah. You do. Okay. 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 All right. Let's move on. So Viognier, I'm again, the more fragrant. was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Very good. bubbles in this. Mm-hmm. I noticed. Wait, this is a 2016. I um. That's a lot in there. Uh, it does, I mean, it's bad. I don't know. Let's oh, uh, yeah. let's find I out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got excited about this. Bart, can you try it first? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna follow your lead. Definitely a bubble kick. I'm not used. To... No, for for me there was not. Oh, there's there's definitely the one for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to opt out of this I'm going to go, this is tainted. Yep, opt out. It's I mean, it doesn't true. smell bad. Uh, no, it doesn't. So let's just go with, uh, trust me, that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How so, about Fess Parker? So apparently after 2016, you don't hold on to your vignette. So don't, don't lay a, a vignette more than five years. Apparently not, not according to this bottle. It could have been that the cork, I had it in my, my temperature-controlled uh, long-term storage, so. So uh, anything talk. could happen. What is break a that yeah. Open. Okay, so it's its own varietal. It's a Rhone. Okay. It's in the Rhone region. Um, again, it falls under the floral. There's there's a couple of guys from many different European uh, countries. Um, lower acidity, slightly lower alcohol. So, uh, and it's one of those things too. Either people like really like it, or they're like, eh, not so much. Yep. I mean, the not so much. I've had it. You know, I'll drink it, but it's not my favorite. I just I wanted to have it today so that we could taste as part of the white lineup mm -hmm. as an option, and hope the listeners will you know, keep it in mind and um, you know, maybe give it a try. I'm gonna throw out a curveball, a Roussan, Roussain. Yeah. Mm. Very. Yeah. That falls under the floral as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very similar. Yeah. But I prefer that more than a Viognier. Yeah. I don't know why. I couldn't describe why, but it is, it's another one where yeah. it's like outside the normal. That, that whole realm. category is not, is not my favorite, but yeah. I've, I've had it and it's like, yeah, I could, I could, but there's so many other options that I like that I wouldn't, you know, order unless Correct. I had to. Mm -hmm. All right. Then moving on. So to a Chardonnay, a 2017 Fest Parker, uh, Santa Rita Hills, Ashley's Vineyard, Santa Rita Hills in that region my opinion produces some of the best Pinot Noir and Chardonnay in the state. Um, you know, a lot of even there's vintners in Napa Valley that will source from Santa Rita Hills, and uh, this is like a medium oat, so probably not your all-day drinker. But this is something that, as we progress in the holiday meal, that if you enjoy this and you know you're eating turkey breast, this could be great with it. The color is. Certainly a darker yellow, right? Floral, butter. More butter. Floor, floral would have been the previous. Butter. butter. On that. Yeah. That is like. No, not really oak. Hint of oak. So, look, you don't, you don't smell as much of like, like oak. You would smell the buttery that yeah. it creates. Oh, but you don't get that like overly. You get butter, but you don't get that overly massive butter bomb that you can 
get on right. some California. There seems to be a trend, you know, um, and I, I said it on previous shows and I felt bad, so I'm not going to say what the Psalms call those big butter bombs. <laughs> um, but there's a trend to move away from that. Ron Bauer is still pretty big. That's yep. that's their classic, and uh-huh. they're still the audience, the audience for that. But as a, from what I can see, what I've tasted, there's been a move towards more medium, like this, or even no oak and stainless to get it more like a Chablis. Yeah, my my wife Brittany, she will only drink. Um, Ron Bauer esque. Not not necessarily Ron Bauer esque, but she wants it. She wants some butter on it. She wants it aged in. She doesn't want stainless steel. She wants it in oak. You okay. know, she wants. She wants. That's exactly. Why I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Yeah. See, I, see, I, I love. A you probably remember that. Oh, yes, <laughs> Daniel and I were looking at each other. I enjoy stainless. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth twice. Like William Selliam makes a stainless Chardonnay. That's fun, wonderful. You turned me on to that, and that's it's that's beautiful. really good. Yeah. So you yeah. need to move to Chablis. You need to dabble yes. in that realm. If nothing else, this is what I've learned today. That you need to dabble. And we're only no, halfway through. It's yeah. yeah. amazing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to share a great my psalm test story about Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, but I'm going to save it when we get to the red. Um, but but before we venture into the reds, just again keep in mind, I think of all the four that we have just tasted, mm-hmm. Viognier very minorly, um, Chardonnay is one that you could carry through your first course all the way through if if you enjoy it, drinking well. And um, it would go well with a buttery, right? Buttery. I know Scott. Yesterday, you you were talking about, hey, what? How about how we prepare? And that certainly would have some impact. But a normal like butter coated um, turkey, turkey breast, oven baked, traditional yeah. baking style. Yeah. 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 All right. You guys ready for some reds? Oh yes. <laughs> Paula's I'm been waiting like, in ready. the corner. Paula goes from champagne to red. <laughs> champagne to red. <laughs> All right, so now we have finally advanced to Paula's excitement to the red wine. I've just been waiting, waiting over here. Patiently waiting. So patient, by the way. Right? I've been very kind. So patient. I know. All right. Maturity. We're now at the mature level. Yes. That's right. So now we've, we're now sitting down at Thanksgiving dinner, and we have a wine here. It would actually, all these wines would work at um, a Christmas holiday or whatever you celebrate in December dinner as well. Especially the last one. <clears throat> okay. First wine is a Beaujolais. I'm coming back to that. Psalms call it a Bojo, by the way, so you know. Okay. You can say Bojo. Be an expert. Bojo. Okay. <laughs> we also have a Belle Gloss Pinot Noir, one of my personal favorites. I don't know one of Paula's favorites heaven. as well. Total heaven. And then we have a prisoner, the prisoner, Cabernet Sauvignon. So, Beaujolais, talk to me. What do you know about Beaujolais? Absolutely French. nothing. <laughs> French. French. Okay, we got nothing. We got French. Hey, I'm one step closer <clears throat> to the right answer. Yeah, right. true. Also, very also true. Also known as Bojo. Scott, <laughs> very good student. I okay. know nothing. Okay, so a Beaujolais is clearly it's French. You can look at the label. I know you probably already studied it. Is uh, the southernmost point of Burgundy or Bourgogne. Um, I'm going to ask this. I know you don't know the answer because <laughs> based on what you've said so far, mm-hmm. is Beaujolais a region or a varietal of the grape? I would say region. I agree. Okay. Region. Uh, you're correct. Yes. So it is the region, it's the southernmost point of uh, Bordeaux, uh, Bourgogne, like I said, and the grape is a Gamay. 
never heard of it. The reason that I uh, the reason that I brought this today and that we are going to taste it and compare it. Look at the color compared to the other reds. Significantly lighter, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So this is a lighter red wine. Paula, it's probably it's probably not going to be your your jam. I don't think so. I don't think, but give it a fair assessment. Okay. So for someone who wants a lighter red, lower tannin. Um, I'm going to ask you about the smell because it's known for a particular smell. Um, great with turkey. I would not use this if you're doing the roast or the Scott. What is it? What's the back? Oh, terrace major. We'll this talk is, about that later. This is not a terrace major <laughs> wine. Yeah, uh, but this is a, a turkey wine. So tell me what you think of the smell. Wow, that is licorice. No, it's known as a bubblegum smell. It's way different. Yeah, very fruity, light. Um, let's go ahead and wine. give it a, give it a. Yeah. Give it a taste. I need more of a punch with my red wine. That's yeah. So just, uh, yeah, you are. You're I the need big more red. of a punch. So she's more like you, mm-hmm. where you need like just yeah. smack me. I with feel it. like somebody like put wine. water in it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, too light. It, it, yeah, very light. Okay, all right. Would you lead in with this? Like get yourself ready as you're. No. Wow. Nope. You're the like is long you go zero to one hundred. I think Nick's right. Yeah, the finish oh. is long. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a big tannin wine, but it definitely is a, a longer finish wine. It is fruit forward on the front end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely known as light and dry and fruity. And um, what we're and um, I had none of this in my cellar, so in preparation, I went yesterday. And there's something called Beaujolais Nouveau. Okay. It com- happens once a year, right before Thanksgiving. It just happens to time with the harvest, so it comes out next week. That's when. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so we missed it. That's it's very popular, huh. especially at Thanksgiving for those who know about it. But this is for 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 people who are like red wine light. This is a great choice. Hmm. I would say it, it's it's a great wine for like light light food, light yeah. light hors d'oeuvres, like yeah. that you just kind of start yeah. in. And or um, I like drinking. Oh, I, I like it, the bubblegum, right? Yes. I like um, having a red wine that I can drink and not having to have a food. Yeah. Right. Cabernet Sauvignon that I know you love. I cannot drink that without a food. Guess I could drink without a food. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. You're not barbecuing with a cap soft or a Syrah or some big right big red <laughs> lip smacking. So you're tasting the obviously it's the fruity and light, right, Scott? Yeah. Okay, Daniel, what do you think? Light. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Would you drink it? Do you like it? I like it. Yeah. It's like easy uh, to go down. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move our way up. Oh, I'm excited. This is good. The Bell Gloss. Oh, my favorite. One of my favorites. 19. And some have referred to this as the Cab Lover's Pinot Noir. Cab Lover's Pinot. Yeah. Meaning for those who like the bigger. Um, it's Do one you of have my, a favorite uh, Pinot Noir maker? I've, I have a group. I have like okay, a t- okay, I have like enough. a top yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Ten. Probably. Can don't you make narrow don't, it down to five. I probably could. Belgloss like would if be if one. We were stuck on an island for the rest of our <laughs> life, and you could only bring five Pinots with you. What would they be? So Belgloss would be those games. Belgloss would be one. Uh, and I shared with you the other day. Um, the Prisoner now has, so whether it's a new company or it must be the new company, The yeah, Prisoner, right? Yeah. They have a Pinot Noir that, that rivals Belle Gloss. Mm-hmm. Um, Walt from Hall Wines. Um, sea Smoke. What am I at? One, two, three. Babcock. So Sea Smoke and Ooh, Sea Smoke. Yeah. 
you taught me about Babcock. We had yeah. that recently. Babcock. I think I brought it Los at Olivos. an event. Yeah, Los Olivos on the on the west, west side, side of the okay. 101. So that's five. That's all you have. You're done. I'm not done. Right. Got to no, go to Willamette Valley. Part. There's Argyle. There's Arista. I could make it. Probably make it. To what 10. about the new one? Um, oh. How can you forget? Yep. Um, Riva Rain. River. Riva, River Rain. Uh huh. River Rain. Yeah, 2019, Generations Pinot. Yeah. Paul and I enjoyed oh. um, a lot. <laughs> it was delicious. Yes. I we, ordered the last we few bottles event. of what they have yeah. left. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. Willem Salem. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So anything that's big, to, the Cab Lovers Pinot is, is really my jam. So you definitely get that is a bold Pinot. That is not light. There's that a lot. is not. No, that is not light. I'm not going to say the names that I don't care for, but it's not like your no, no, your Kool-Aid. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So this. Uh, so do you think nice. this goes with turkey? So yeah, yes. But yes. To that point of, yeah. I, I do think you can get very granular with the style of how you prepared that turkey. That's exactly right. <clears throat> And or what you serve it with. Oh, 100%. Smothered in gravy and yeah. you're going big with it. I think this would be fantastic. And the cranberry. That's the that kicker. Was delicious. Mm. And I'll tell you why I say that because it's going to be forever ingrained in me. So the, the certified sommelier test is three parts. It's at 8 o'clock in the morning, you do a wine tasting. You have to determine a red and a white, the varietal, the region, and the vintage. So I got through that. And then there's a test of 200 questions. It's multiple choice, essay, got through that. And then there's a break, and then there's, a, it's called service. So you have to serve. And part of the service is there's a master sommelier, which is the highest, highest, highest level. And there's, there's this person, might happen to be a, a male, and then three imaginary guests, place settings, and all the while you're opening a bottle of something. For me, it happened to be a sparkling and then serving it properly. And then all at the same time, while this is going on, with the anxiety of, of knowing who this, I had a pretty famous guy, um, asking me questions, well, this guest is having this, and this guest is having that, so what should we have as a aperitif? And then he gave me what I thought was a softball. And the softball was, we're having a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. So what wine? God loves me. This yeah, is exactly. like, it's I got easy. this. I got this. And so I said, well, there's, there's two choices. And I started in with my first choice, which was from our previous round, the buttery Chardonnay. Buttery Chardonnay, turkey. He goes, you can only give me one. So I, I was already committed, so I stopped there. And I, in my head, I was going to go Pinot Noir with, because with the cranberry. And on the test, even though I passed, he made a significant, you should have said Pinot Noir. Because with the cranberry uh, uh -huh. um, so, side. But in your mind, uh -huh. you were giving a white option and a red option. I don't want to. Correct. No, that's out. absolutely correct. But again, it was a. Which is actually very, I mean, being fair, that's very smart. As a sir, I mean, I've never been in service my entire life, so it was unusual uh -huh. situation for me. But um, yeah, so that's my, every time I think about turkey, I'm like, Chardonnay or Pinot Noir? Chardonnay or Pinot Pinot. Well, I wouldn't imagine, like, at least for my family, we we never really go Cab Sauv or Syrah or anything really massively big 
on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. No. We, we stick with the Pinot. You do. We stick that route. So another option, I didn't bring it. Um, I ended up bringing a cab, but a, a Zin or a yeah. Zin blend. Yes. What I brought the prisoner, Zin, Petit, for, um, Syrah. Uh, that covers both people who like, not everybody eats white meat turkey. People who eat the dark meat, right? And right. Then again, the cranberry and the smokiness, and it picks up from some of the, like the cloves and the... Uh, a fantastic... And if you were to smoke a turkey... A dramatically different correct taste and the pairing. Zin. The Zin, I think, would be yes. Pinot would work. I think the Zin would be a better choice. So there's a fantastic winery in Napa Valley called Bialy, and they specialize in Zins and Zin blends. And they make one called the Black Chicken, which is their oh, famous yeah, we've one. Oh yeah, had that. And it's yeah. fantastic. But they make some other, you know, smaller production that are that are great. And that's typically where we would go. So we'd be a Pinot and we would stick with a Zin with the turkeys, not cab. Yeah. And it, it's fantastic. I think in one of, in your generosity, actually, you gave me one for one of <laughs> my birthdays. Maybe. Yeah. And I drank it for myself. All in, by yourself. In your generosity. Oh, no, in your generosity. That this is wonderful. Yeah. I, to me, this is the wine of the day. That's just, I could Correct. do this. Yeah. For me, that is my wine of the day. Right. So let's move on. Um, and this is also in preparation for, again, let's say we go beyond Thanksgiving and go more towards the Christmas holiday time. And or maybe it's non-traditional. Maybe someone does some big roast for, for Thanksgiving. Anyway, Cabernet Sauvignon, California, Napa. Color, if, I mean, if we look at the color between the three, light, medium, plus, I mean, about Black. as dark as it gets. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Paula's like, this is it. Yeah, you Heaven. see that, Danielle? <laughs> so, so I'm going to interject this on a serious note. We've been joking about this, but if you can look this up, Danielle, to give some insight on this. So a little kind of trick of the trade. This is a meat hack, if you will, truly. So to this point, we talked about the Terrace Major. And we've joked about this. Very little, uh, you know, unknown piece of meat on the cow. There's only two on the entire cow, which part of the explanation of this is why it is inexpensive is purely because it's unknown. But it is a phenomenal, lean, tender cut of meat. Some argue it's the most tender piece and leanest piece of the cow. Okay. Yeah, it says Terrace Major is a cut of beef. (laughs) That comes, Perfect producer. Great. <laughs> comes from the chuck section of the cow right below its front leg. It's about the size of a pork tenderloin and happens to be the second most tender cut of cut from a cow. Okay, so okay. the second most. So my point is this, and further if she were to read on, it would probably tell you if you find it, buy as much as you can or you're allowed to buy. Why what what why is there a shortage? Why is it not more popular? There's only two. There's only cow. two. On the cow. On the whole cow. Yeah, yeah so right below point, its front leg, it. so it's what, the two front legs? So That's no. if you would imagine on a human body, uh-huh. you it's part of the rotator cuff. So the back of the shoulder, yeah. bottom part uh-huh. of your, your yeah, shoulder. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. Yeah, it says takes, pla- takes its name from the same spot in human anatomy. By the way, this part of the show brought to you by U.S. Cattle. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so if, I, if I'm looking to pair a nice holiday Christmas uh-huh. dinner with something outside of your traditional yeah. prime rib or yeah. your regular roast, 
I mean, Terrace Major. It w- it was a beautiful piece of meat, and so easy to prepare. So easy to prepare. Nice. So to know, this man. would pair so nicely, as opposed to cooking, you know, eight filet mignons. Yeah. Or ten, however much my dinner party was. Right. Right. If I were to interject on this wine, I would allowed. I would not drink this with turkey. No, this no, wine, no, no, no. This wine is no, for sure, big, not. No, there's no way you could. Uh-huh. This is a big. It needs bold chocolate cake. Red. It or needs a, pecan a steak. Pie. So it's more a like a what? Like a, a roast. Prime rib. It, a roast. Or a terrace major. It, it, it or yeah. terrace major. Oh. So to that point, you know, is my audience. So our family, I love prime rib, and I would love mm-hmm. a prime rib. I'm the only one that will eat the darn thing, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out. For those, you know, the fair, maybe not the the red to typical red meat eaters, something in between. So that will be typically less marbling or no marbling, uh-huh. yeah. lean, that yeah. kind of a red meat. And that's a nice alternative to those that also don't like traditional poultry. Uh-huh. So I'm coming over and I'm going to try your Terrace Major. You will be pleased. Okay. I promise you that. And uh-huh. we will drink, we will drink the prisoner along with our Terrace we'll Major. Go. By the way, the the tannins are very silky and smooth on this, yeah, don't they you are. think? Yeah. It's a great wine. Yeah. It just is big. Yeah. Like it's it, big. It takes it takes food with it. Okay, Paula. So you're you're less on the meat side. I am. So what uh, what what comments or questions? Well, so less okay. on the meat, but you still like the big cab. I do. Yeah, you drink a, a big cab with fish while you're eating fish. Uh huh. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Wow. I'm special, Scott. She's special. <laughs> this, uh, we're learning today. I know. It's special. Well, I have a question. What would you pair with Indian food? Yeah. So, uh, Riesling. Riesling? Mm-hmm. So, the spicier... He's killing me here. I don't drink white wine, and he's giving me a Riesling. No. Come uh, on. I'm not, the, sure the red red I'm I'm not sure if there's a red wine. <clears throat> what is it would that? be a light the red sweet? wine, maybe. I mean, you know. you, I mean try that. The, Bo- the Bojo? The Bojo. We're going to go Bojo with the Indian food. Bojo okay. Indian what food. is it? The sweet counteract and the spicy? Yes. Oh, exactly I right. could see that. This makes sense. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Or like a, a Pinot that has a tendency to have a little bit more spice to it. Black pepper, right? Some of those. Yeah, that would be more of a Syrah, probably. It's black pepper, <sighs> tobacco. But I mean, Riesling is a classic. Riesling is a classic. Riesling is just so sweet. Tempranillo. That's that, a, that's actually a pretty good point. Because you would you would get some of that pepper. I have yeah. not found a Riesling that I enjoy that doesn't uh-huh. classify for my taste. Yeah. As not sweet. I agree. I mean, try Rieslings are all day long. Huh. Riesling is a great. That Riesling is also a great all day drinking. Again, I'm going back into all day drinking. Uh, theme, Your favorite thing to do. Yeah, apparently. I'm Hashtag all day drinkers. <laughs> yeah, but Riesling is great you. for that. Where My, would be some of the best regions to get a Riesling from? Two. Um, Alsace of uh, France and then Germany. Okay. And Alsace is uh, kind of on the corner near Germany. Okay. And Cal- some there's some Cal- um Fess Parker, our previous round, makes mm-hmm. a Riesling that's actually pretty good. Um, there's some California wineries, some in Napa, but the, the original, the, where they come from, is Alsace or uh, Germany. I've seen up in, in 
the Santa Barbara, San Ynez Valley. I've seen, I've seen Rieslings come out of there, along with I've seen some Gewurztraminers. Exactly the same. Yep. Same thing, right? Yeah. Essentially, it's just the German version of a Riesling. Um, well, German Germany makes Riesling as well. It's oh, slightly okay. different. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a different grape. Um, they they can run sweet, but they can also be on the on the drier. And and I've had some really good Gewurztraminers. Ger- it's a tough. <laughs> it's a tough, tough one. Especially after tasting eight, 12 wines. Yeah. <laughs> there's, one, there's one in Sonoma. It's called Gunlock Bunchu. Easy to remember because their yeah. logo is a gun, a lock, lock <laughs> shoe. Uh, a, a, shoe? a bun, and a shoe. Gunlock Bunchu. Gunlock Bunchu. So it's easy to remember, and it's yeah. a reverse manner, and it, and it was great branding. They did a good job. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's 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 dry. Yeah. It's it's delicious. And it's a good it's a good wine, but it's it's definitely for someone that wants a clean, crisp white wine. You know what I mean? Like you you got to have a specific taste for a riesling. Like riesling's not everybody's cup of so tea. So there's so riesling is kind of interesting. There's six categories. Don't make me. Don't ask me because I don't remember yeah. the exact we're names. Not, but there's six yeah. from super sweet to dry. Um, but it is the easiest, other, next to champagne, it's the easiest to pair. And I'll never forget my, my master sommelier that was my teacher for many of my classes. His comment was, Riesling is what I drink during the day while I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to drink tonight with dinner. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> really good. Riesling is also a, typically a lower alcohol, so you can do the day drinking with it. Yeah, that. You couldn't drink that. The, the cab, even the, the the Pinot that we have in front of us, to drink that all day, that's, that's a big... I'd be asleep after two hours. There's I, no way. I think that's suicide. Well, we we know. Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> you guys have made <laughs> that, that mistake. Out. We had a... Yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> because you were observing other people do that, right? Exactly. Not I exactly loved right. people watch, yeah. so it was just an <laughs> observation an, of about 450 people at a charity event. What happens if you give them unlimited red wine? Ready, set, go. <laughs> unlimited? What are you doing, man? Yeah, don't make me show you pictures. <laughs> We're not doing anything oh, yeah. at all. No. <laughs> of these three, number one choice. Oh, Belle Gloss. Are you oh, kidding? No question. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, if Eva Rain was wonderful. here, I that would have won this. too. Yeah. Couldn't get it soon enough. I can't believe you went so in. So I need a fast. case of Oh, Chablis? yeah, next day. All right. They only and have a couple case cases left. Thank Belle goodness Gloss. I got Are a few serious? bottles. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to reach out. You have to. I'm writing it down. Info. We are making notes of what we need to buy for the holidays. Yeah, what was All the right. the Pinot that releases next week? It it was oh, the, the Beaujolais. Oh. It's a Beaujolais Nouveau. Nouveau, Nouveau. is the new, new, new. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually thought that so was locally very, speaking, was very good. Yeah. So I would say locally speaking, would that be available in many places, or would you need to go to a Total Wine? So I went. To, um, or I I'm, mean, I'm uh, not gonna the Costa Mesa. High times. High times. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use Close to my office is a more of a boutique kind is a, of a is a Bevmo, and and that's I like I need a Beaujolais. Went there, and and the gentleman there said, look, we will have it in a week because that's when it's released. Got it. Okay. So somehow I don't know. There seems to be no shipping issues, but he's going to have it next week. Okay. Well, that's a whole another 
Interesting conversation. I think it's another show, isn't it? Yeah, oh, another future topic. podcast. In <laughs> fairness, I'll bet you there it's all air freight. That's why. No, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. Well, wine would always be air freight. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it has to be, but from to get to California, uh-huh. from internationally. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about economics? And I think that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Next show for sure. Yeah. That's on no Optimized Advisor. Uh, yes. <laughs> Future episode. Logistics. All right. We are um, what I did not prepare for today, only because I think we're three hours in or somewhere around. <laughs> I didn't get into the dessert wines. I didn't. I just didn't feel it with 12 wines already. So, um, but other than that, any questions, any ideas before we kind of close shop? What would, yeah. What would you close a Thanksgiving dinner or holiday dinner with? Mm-hmm. Can would you do champagne for a dessert would wine? Would it be a champagne? Would it be a port? What, what, what's your go-to yeah. or, or all the above are acceptable answers? So, you know, like everything, it's personal preference. And I wanted to actually, thanks for saying that, because I wanted to start the show. At the end of the day, if you want to drink cab with eating fish, like someone we know here, uh-huh. you do it. It works. <laughs> it's impressive. Right? It's, it's so. impressive. Thank you so much. <laughs> but so with that disclaimer, um, I'm not much of a sweet wine. Um, I, I think about a day ahead. You know, I need to work out the next day, and that typically doesn't end well for me. Uh uh, ports, muscots, those are, are nice with desserts. Um, I tend to go to a espresso with <laughs> dessert yeah. to try to kind of regain myself. Um, but a- any of those would be fine. Can I interject a, another option? <laughs> Please do. A blueberry moonshine, would that be inappropriate? That sounds like a Texas <laughs> something or other. <laughs> Ultimate oh, cowboy. Oh, this is too good. I, love I thought it. you were going to say whiskey. Well, no. I mean, that that would be too obvious. <laughs> yeah. okay. A nice bourbon to end the night with one of the Italian cherries. I I I like a good like aperitif or like a fernet or like something like that or a port like something that's really. You gotta get this guy has class here. He does. Yeah. He right. loves he wine tasting, right? He also wears Prada sunglasses. I don't. Yeah. So there's the difference. It's clear. I'm definitely not us. drinking moonshine. Yeah. Is this <laughs> another show? You probably wear. You probably wear Oakleys yeah, from the 80s. Yeah. Here we go. Prada versus Nada. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. We had moonshine here. It. We don't have it. Do we still have it here? Yeah, we still oh. have it. We still have it. I actually have a bottle of moonshine at home from a friend of mine that was a failed business, but it's. I haven't. I've been afraid. Legitimate moonshine? Yeah. Okay. Let me find it and bring it to you. No, this is trouble. Nope. Nope. Said the book. It's not for me. Not for me. (laughs) I know my limits. It is is to be taken very seriously. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) In my disclaimer in that as we close. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We good? Good? Thank you so much. Yes. We're good. Another year down. Another year. Cheers to 2021. On COVID year. On COVID. Thank God. Scott is in person. We have our boy here in person on COVID. We're getting ready for the holidays. I think it's going to be good. We're all blessed. There's lots to be thankful for. Uh Absolutely. 100%. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone who has tuned in. I want to thank you all for being participants in this uh, extravaganza. 
Danielle, awesome job. Thank you. All right. Look forward to being back in the studio again next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.